Shalom to all. Today's daf is Rishalim Pei Daf Samach Vav, and we are starting at the top of the Amud with Halacha Vav, and the villain source of Daf is Alamid Dalad Amud Beis. And today's daf is sponsored by Lilunishmas Marsh Miram Sarabas Yaakov Meisha. Her Neshama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Karm Shekule Ayolais, a vineyard that the whole thing is Ayolais. All the grapes grew in underdeveloped clusters. There wasn't any normal clusters. So Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Lezer says Labal Bias. Those belong to the Baal Bias. Whereas Rabbi Kiva and he says Laniim. All these Ayolais go to the Aniim. Now Rabbi Lezer he explains himself. The pasuk tells us Kisivzer Lais Ayolal when you harvest your vineyard, don't take the Ayolais. However, the Pasuk's telling us, if there is no harvest, because there aren't any normal clusters, and those would have to be left for the Aniyim, so we where do we learn that Ayolais have to be left? And therefore, it must be that there's no din of Ayolais here. Normal Rebekiva, told him, we have another Pasuk that tells us, don't take the Ayolais from your Kerem. And that teaches us, even if the whole thing is Ayolais, you're not allowed to take them, you have to leave them for Aniyim. So in Cain, if so, says Rebekiva, why does it say in the Pasuk, then when you're harvesting, don't take the Ayolais? So that Pasuk's telling us that the Aniyim aren't allowed to take the Ayolais before the official harvest starts. They're only allowed to take them after the harvest starts. Now the Gemara tells us through the Chavasan, similarly, it may Batsir in Peret. If there's no Batsir, if there's no official harvest here, so then there's no Din of Peret either. This is in Shittus Rebliezer that the Ayolais do not have to be left for the Aniyim because the whole thing is Ayolais. And by the same token, Peret, any individual grapes that fall off the clusters while he's taking them, those don't have to be left for the Aniyim either. Now another thing that we learn, Achei Batsir, we say that Aniyim aren't allowed to take the Ayolais until there's a Batsir, until there's a harvest. Now we change the girsa, Vishas Habatzir. This is talking about at the time of the harvest. But let's say Achazan Chaya, Loi. Let's say animals ate all of his normal clusters, and the only ones that were left by the animals were the Ayolais. So since there's no official Batzir over here, those Ayolais don't have to be left for Aniyim. Now the Gemara just asks, Vakamahu Batzir, what's considered a Batzir? We said that the Aniyim aren't allowed to take the Ayolais until the official Batzir starts. So how much is Batzir? The Beishila Amri and the Beishmesh of Shila, they said, Shlesh Ashkailais, Shehain Ais and Revia, it's three clusters that produce Revias. Now the Gemara just asks in Shitas Rabbi Kiva, he upholds these two psukim. We have these two psukim that we quote in the Mishnah, and Rabbi Kiva had explained both of those psukim. But what about Rabbi Yezer? What does Rabbi Yezer do with this pasuk of Rabbi Kiva of a Kamchalais Eilel? So Gemara answers, don't say the following. Since Aniyim aren't allowed to take the Eilel, which rightfully belong to them before the official Batsir starts, so Yizkebahen Balabayas. Maybe the Balabayas could be Zaychen them before the official harvest starts, meaning maybe the Balabais is allowed to go into the field and take all the Ayolais before he officially starts harvesting his vineyard, and that's a way for him to be able to take the Ayolais before the Anim even have a right to take them. Lafum Kane, therefore, Tzarech Memer, that's what the Pasuk has to say, don't take the Ayolais from your Kerem, even though at this current point in time, since the harvest hadn't yet started, the Anim aren't yet allowed to take them, still, the Balabais isn't allowed to take them. And on to another Halacha, Halacha Zayin. The Mishnah tells us, Hamaktish's Karmoy, if a person is Maktish's Kerem, he says, my Kerem, my vineyard is Hector. So actually, if he did that before he was able to discern which clusters are underdeveloped and which ones aren't in Ayolais Aniyim. So the Ayolais don't belong to the Aniyim because by the time a cluster develops to the point that we see, oh, that's considered underdeveloped, it's already in Rosh Hashanah and Hektish is in Chayv in Ayolais. However, if he was Maktashit already after he was able to discern, okay, those are Ayolais and those aren't, so Ayolais Aniyim, the Ayolais belong to the Aniyim. Samachavavan based on top, however, Rabbi Yesi says, the Aniyim have to pay for the amount that these Ayolais grew to Hektesh. So let's say, for example, this person was Maktesh's vineyard, and there are Ayolais that are discernible there, and each underdeveloped cluster is, let's say, worth $1. Now, by the time they fully ripen, and the Neem come and take their Ayolais, each underdeveloped cluster is worth $3. So that means that each cluster gained $2 worth of value while it was in the Rishos of Hektesh. So we're basically saying that the Neem are allowed to take those because they're Ayolais. However, since $2 worth grew by Rishos Hektesh, they have to pay that to Hektesh. Now we talk about Shecha for a little bit in the vineyard. Ve'ezuhi Shecha, what's 
Aser Shecha when we're dealing with vines. So Ba'aris, if we're talking about Aris type vines, which are vines that are growing on trees, so they're very high up. Any cluster that once he passed by it, he's not able to turn around and stretch his hand out and get it. That would be considered under the Isra of Lois Hashav Lakachtoi. Don't turn around and get it. No, Beruglios, if we're talking about low lying vines, Beruglios is Lashon of Regel, meaning they're right near his feet. So then Mishayavarimeno, the moment he passes by it, that's already considered Shecha. Now the Gemara is going to bring a discussion regarding something that Gruber shows Hektish, and does the person who's Maktish it or other people have rights to it? So the Gemara says, Tamataninan, over there we learned in a Mishnah. This is a Mishnah and also they allowed themselves to cut young branches of trees that were hectic. Now, this is referring to people of Yerichai. They would go to Carib and Sycamore trees and cut the young branches off even though the tree itself was hektish. Now, the Chum told them, Don't you agree that if something grows from something that's hektish, that that thing that grows is usur? So why is it that you think that you're allowed to cut these young branches? So Amr the people of Yericha, responded to the Rabbanon, our forefathers, Chigdishu, when they were maktish these trees, like Dishu El they were only maktish the trunk of the tree. The reason why the trunk of the tree is being called a kairo, which is really a beam, is because beams were made out of the trunk of the tree. Now, why were they only maktish the trunk of the tree? But B'nai Bali, Egreif, because of the strong people. Bala Egreif literally means the people of the fist. This means strong-armed people. They were forcibly coming and taking these trees, and in order to prevent them from taking them, they just made them hektish. Now, they only had in mind to be maktish, the trunk of the tree, but not the small growths, the small young branches that grow out of them, so we're allowed to take those. Now, obviously, the Rabbanon argued with them. The question is, what would their response be? And that's what the Gemara says. My Rabbanon sovereign Maymar, what would the Rabbanon respond to what the people of Yerichai said? It can't be that they're going to respond that Kairos Uperos Higdishu they really know they were Makdish the Kairos and the Perais. Because originally, when these earlier people of Yerichai were Makdish the trees, they didn't stipulate what was Hektish and what wasn't. So it can't be that Rabbanon say, no, really, they were Makdish the Perais also. The Perais over here refers to those small branches that grow out. And Rafilu Tamer, even if you want to say, then in regards to Kairos who Perais, the Kairos Higdishu and Perais like Dishu, that they were Makdish the Kairos, they were Makdish the trunk, but they were not Makdish the Perais, these young branches that grow out of it, still, Tzrichel Rabbanon, the Rabbanon still had to answer them from cutting those branches off. And why is that? Because of Xera. In other words, you're right. Maybe in this situation, those earlier people of Yerichai were only Makdish, the trunk, and they weren't Makdish, the small branches that grow out. However, if we're going to allow the people of Yerichai to cut those small branches, which is what we're calling Peirais, in other situations where a person's Makdish something that's growing in the ground, they might automatically assume, I'm allowed to take the Peirais, and in those situations, they're not allowed to take the Peirais. So therefore, even in this situation, with the people of Yerichai, the Rabbanon said that they're not allowed to take the Peirais. Now we continue with the Brisa, Makdish day Elon, let's say a person is Makdish, a field of trees, an orchard, which is a minimum of three trees. Do we say that the gidulin, that which is growing from the trees, the fruits of the tree, those are left for the owner of the field? In other words, when we say that the owner of the field is Makdash's field, his orchard, maybe it's only the trees that go to the property of Hektash, but not the fruit that's currently on the tree or the fruit that's going to grow from the tree. So what's the halacha? The Gemara says, Nishmin Let's learn it from the following, meaning let's learn it from our Mishnah. What does our Mishnah say? If he was Makdash's vines, after already, he was able to tell which ones are considered oilize, so those oilize belong to the Aniyim. So we see from here that when a person's maktish something that's growing in the ground, he's only maktish the parent, if you will, meaning he's maktish the thing that's growing, the tree or the vine, but he's not maktish the fruit on it. The Gemara says, that's not a raya. Shanihi, that's different. A person can't be maktish something that isn't his. And if when he made his vines hektish, he was already able to tell which ones were oilize, so those oilize don't even belong to him. That's something that's not considered his. So that's why they're not considered hektish. He can't be maktish something that belongs to now, on top of the Gemara asked me, if that's really so, even if when he was Makdashit, he wasn't able to tell which ones were Ayalais, those things that eventually become Ayalais should belong to the Aniyim, because 
when he was makdish it, he shouldn't be able to makdish something that belongs to Aniyim. So Gemara says, no, Shanyi, that's different. She karim hektish. Because when those Ayolais finally developed, they developed in a vineyard that was considered hektish. In other words, when he was makdish his vineyard, before there was any Ayolais that had developed. So he's not being makdish anything that belongs to Aniyim. And when the Ayolais finally do develop, they're developing in a vineyard which is hektish, and we know that hektish doesn't have a chiyu of Ayolais. And how do we know that? Kadatani, like it says in Brisa, Hanitea karim hektish, someone who plants a vineyard for hektish, Pater min arlo, min arvai, umin it's potter from Arlaravai and from Ayolais, and it's Chayv and Shemitah. So you see Beferish and Abraisa that if clusters grow underdeveloped in Rishos of Hektesh, so then there's no Chayv of Ayolais, and those belong to Hektesh and not to the Aniyim. Now we'll just conclude with an explanation. Rabbi Zaira says, B'Shem Rabbi Yechanan, how do we know that even when we're dealing with a vineyard that belongs to Hektesh, there still is a Chayv of Shemitah, meaning they're not allowed to work it, and all the Chayv of Shemitah apply to it? That's because the Pazik says, V'Shav Soha Aretz Shabbos Lashem. And what do we learn from here? Davar Shehula Hashem, Kedusha Shviyas Chala Alav. Even something that it's for Hashem, meaning it's something that's owned by Hektish, still the Kedusha Shviyas is Chal on it. We're going to stop here for the day, but continue with this tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.